0: Welcome to another
1: episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also a best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today is a very special edition of the Peak Potential Success Show. And that's not only because we have a great guest, but we also have a co-host. And on top of that, this marks episode number 52, which means we have had one year of the Pete Potential Success Show. And I thank every single one of you for watching, listening, and supporting this show. And I'm very, very grateful for all your support. And thank you for continuing on to listen and to watch and support this show. And it's been a great ride. And I have a lot of fun doing this. And I look forward to doing more and more of these episodes and finding great, great guests for all of you. Now, today's guest is an amazing guest. And that's because this is a person that's been around for a very long time. Uh, He is a person who has over 60 years of experience when it comes to negotiations, real estate, and business. He has written two books, one on negotiation and one on uh, real estate, two books that are absolutely amazing and great for you to read if you want to learn more about real estate and also negotiations. He is a great advisor when it comes to legalities. He has been with the Trump Organization for over 47 years, and he left that organization once Trump announced his candidacy for president. So then he was an amazing person when it comes to coaching. He coaches a lot of uh, very successful individuals, and he's coached Donald Trump at the time, and he's a great advisor. In fact, he was the executive vice president and senior counsel of the Trump organization at the time, Um, and he was also one of the guest judges, one of the Uh, star judges of the show NBC's Apprentice and that's one of the reasons why I love watching that show to hear some of his comments and hear some of his advice and if you ask him some of the best advice that he's ever given some of the best comments that he's ever given has been left on the cutting room floor of of the Apprentice and the thing is when you watch him on the show it's always some great advice and always some great comments coming from him. Um, It's an absolutely great honor to have Mr. George Ross on our show today and Uh, We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of great comments with him and lots of great stories that he shared. And I just hope that you enjoy this episode. Take notes. You can just listen to his passion, listen to his, his stories, and you can tell that he has a passion to give back. He has a passion to add value and share his expertise and share that knowledge and pass down those 60 years of experience that he has to the next people that wants to get that information, that wants to learn more, who are driven to succeed. So enjoy this episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. And Mr. George Ross is going to be able to add value to you. And he's absolutely added value to us. In fact, Every time we see him, he has been one of those people who's so gracious with his time, who's so gracious with answering questions. And at 92 years old right now, he still has that fire, that passion to give value and add back. So enjoy this episode. And until next time, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you later. Welcome, everybody. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur and business strategist.
0: And my name is Jessica N, an entrepreneur in the health and wellness industry. And we are absolutely thrilled to have a very special guest with us here today. He is the former executive vice president and senior counsel of the Trump Organization, a best-selling author, and one of the stars of NBC's Apprentice. Please help me welcome the spectacular Mr. George Ross.
2: What a great introduction. Thank you.
0: How are you today?
2: Good. What can I do to help you?
0: Uh, Thanks for being here. I know your time is very valuable, so let me get right into it. Having known you for some time now, it never fails to amaze us how much energy and drive you have. In your 90s, you have way more energy and drive than most people in their 20s. Now, what is your secret to a healthy lifestyle and maintaining that drive?
2: That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, and it's different, of course. Yeah, but, uh, you know, as you get on in the years, a certain part of it's luck. Uh, if you have good genes, uh, that's... a. Some part of it, but that's not all of it. I personally think the mental part is is the most important. Mm-hmm. If you keep your mind active, I believe the body will follow. So it's it's that's my personal belief, and seems to work out. Rather than I'm going to ignore the mind and hope my body is okay. So I got a an ache and a pain, I'll take care of that. So I found that if you keep your mind active, you got good reason to talk, and if you have subject matter that, you, that you've that you had in your life, it's easy. So it's say, this: look at, you've been in business for seven, 60 years, you had radio stations, you Donald Trump's right-hand man all, on The Apprentice and look at all these things. So I, I say, wait, I have experience, life experiences that I can give back to younger people. Mm-hmm. They have more difficulty now because of the technology than I ever had. Everything now is under a microscope. And you have it, it's, it's so. If I can make it a little bit easier, why not? Now, interestingly enough, we're not that. Before I was on the Apprentice, I, yeah. I was a law professor, a professor at a major college for 25 years. Who cared? <laughs> Nobody, right? Mm-hmm. Also, probably more large real estate transactions, certainly in New York, than any other lawyer. Who cared? Nobody. Now, you get on a radio station, a ra- you get on a broadcasting on, a, on television and you fire some nice young kids. <laughs> oh, there's George. You got 20 million people all of a sudden, hey, there you, Knight. I said, this is my claim to fame that I fired people on a show? So to me, I look and I say, that's a fluke. But what it did is it gave me an opportunity to meet to reach people that I would not ordinarily have reached. Mm-hmm. That this thing, there was some, yeah, you write a book and they listen to the book, but somehow became a celebrity because I was on the show. And I'm looking at him and said, Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. What about all the other things? What about the fact that you give so much money to charity? What about all the, where's that? Doesn't come up to it. That's you got 20 million people and remember and I have people that can walk down that still recognize me today, which is amazing, even though the show's been off for 10 and a half years. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it, say that's that's different, it's amazing. But what I say, well, what can I do with that? Well, I can do it, I can keep it to myself, or I can make it available to other younger people who could use the benefit of having somebody's got more years behind them. Right. Why not? Understand, see, I have been where you are. You have not been where I am. <laughs>
1: very, so, very true.
2: So I can see now say, okay, if, if I can give you some help or wisdom or, or what, make it, if you use it, fine. If you don't use it, that's up to you. But that's the teacher in me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, if you have an expertise in some area, why don't you make it available to people who don't have that same expertise to the, to the day? So why not and to me I say there's no reason why not yeah because then you then you're doing something useful you're not vegetating you're doing something useful you're selling you're not selling you're giving a product' that's, that's unique to you to somebody who, who may be able to use it or should use or can use it in one form or another so you're adding an, a valuable ingredient to people's lives that at least you think it's valuable they make their own decisions. <laughs>
1: That's true. Now, you've mentioned a lot about the experience and you've, you've experienced so much and you've encountered so much. What would you say is one of the toughest challenges that you faced? And then how did you overcome it?
2: Hmm, toughest challenge that I faced? <laughs> when, yeah, but when? You you There's always tough challenges. It depends on what you, the, time, the time frame. That's, words, life is a series of challenges. You can, hmm. Whether they're tough or not, depends on how you went through it and what the end result was. So I think the toughest challenge I had was in my life when my life was turned upside down because my father died when I was 16 and he died of a heart attack overnight and not overnight, he never got off the table wow. and uh, it was Father's Day, Ooh. okay? So how do you like your father? You're 16 years old, father's day, you're planning on going to MIT and now the only source of your income is dead. Okay, how about that? Is that a tough Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That was a tough one, but he did prepare me for tell me life is a series of challenges. Mm-hmm. Just pick yourself up and go figure out how you're going to go through it. Never going to be easy.
1: Did you find that that experience helped you get through other
2: challenges that came Absolutely. by? Absolutely. Absolutely. It helped me get through. Cause saying it that's probably the one that is the bleakest as far as my career was, my life was concerned. I was going to be an engineer. I was going to go to MIT. I had the grades. And now all of a sudden, my, my, the two, my source of income is gone. Right. I got two brothers that are in the, in the war overseas at this. Kind of home. My life is different. It's forget it. It's There's no resemblance to what it was while he was alive. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that, but, is he had he was a somewhat of a philosopher and he says look life goes on you figure out how to make it work and i did and i joined the army and that got me i got a college education and the whole thing and as things came up i said good what do i do now how best can i go through it mm-hmm. what do i am i going to uh, look and say oh boy this is terrible fate dealt me a terrible hand why didn't why can't i be lucky Instead of figuring, out why I can't be lucky. I says, what do I make do with what I got? Mm-hmm. And then you came now. So t- t- let's, go, let's bring it down, right? Let's bring it down. i 93 years old, and thank God I can still talk in a fairly intelligent manner, and I can meet some young people and give them the benefit of my experience. Yes. What more could I want at this age?
1: Yeah, and, and that's very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. And uh, And for somebody like yourself, you've obviously figured it out and you've been able to achieve so much success over your illustrious career. So what would you say is uh, the meaning of success for you and how do
2: people go about achieving that success? Well, no, when you say success, it's how you want to measure it. -hmm. In other words, is there success making a lot of money? If the answer is yes, how much money? Is success making a better relationship with friends and family? with your church with your environment, if the answer to that is good, how do you do it? How about charity? Mm-hmm. Does that make success? a success? Is that how you so it's it's not something that you can draw a line and say, yeah, this is success. It's a question of re- how important the particular item you wanna measure is to your lifestyle or what you're doing. And that's what it always was. So to me, it is, it is when I, I can afford, without a doubt, to buy a Rolls Royce, I won't buy a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. Why not? I don't have to impress anybody. Now, will I drive a driver Ford? No. <laughs> All right, I drive a, a convertible Jaguar, which is mm-hmm. at 510 horses, that's me. <laughs> All right, but I don't care whether they like it or they don't like it, but it's that's a me. So as far as concerned, mon- monetarily, yes, success. I've got enough money to handle for my children, for my wife, and to give money to charity. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's I'm satisfied. I can talk to people like you and give them the benefit of my experience and advice. That's wonderful. I'm giving something back. Do I get paid for it? I don't care whether I get paid for it or not. Mm-hmm. Not the answer. I do it because maybe you're making their your lives a little better. Isn't that reward enough? Yeah. To sure. me it is.
1: Yeah.
2: See, but so you want to measure it. In other words, it's this. How you how how many friends do you have? How the relationship you have with your family, the relationship you have with your with your community. These are all measured. If you're satisfied with what you're doing, you're successful. If you're not, do better. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a question of measurement.
1: Right. And yeah, your your advice and your every time we hear you speak, there's always something that we can hold on to and kind of remember for Good. the rest you of our should, lives. Because
2: oh. you're young. <laughs> You're young; you got your whole life before you. But uh, my philosophy, and you know, along the way, uh, it came is it, uh, how it evolved. I always like to say, "Good, when you finally looked and you pack it in, George, was the world a better place because you were in it or not? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, you think so. That's that's your reward. If it wasn't, you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's me. Great words to live by." No, it's um, not. It's great for me. It may not be for anybody else, <laughs> everybody has to make their own decisions.
1: Right, that's true. Now, before we let you go, I have three quick questions for you, and you just for fun. If you had an opportunity to eat any food in the world for the rest of your life with
2: no consequences, what's that food that you would like to eat? If I had the opportunity, any food I would like to eat or drink? At this point, yeah. Any, 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 for any, or not as the only food, I assume.
1: Well, oh, no, like, it's what's your favorite food that you would like to eat with no consequence?
2: Okay, with no consequences. I can tell you this. Somebody once asked me, said, when it, came, it had to do with Donald Trump. They said, if Donald became the president and you were made an ambassador, mm-hmm. or you were going to be Secretary of State or what have you, which would never have, which would never happen. Would you? I said, first of all, what I would like is one thing I would like to be an ambassador on an island that's got a lot of sand, and I would be. Sl- in a chaise lounge, and I would say one few a few words, una mas pina colada, por favor. <laughs> and if that's what I got, I'd be happy. Awesome. So, to me, that was just a, just a question. You say, yeah, you can relax with no real thoughts. You look at the sand, you look at the water, and you don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. To me, that's ideal. Mm-hmm. Now, the next thing is, if you could travel back in time and bring one
1: item that you have right now back to your 12-year-old self, what would that item be, and what would you tell them? Money. <laughs> money. And nothing, just here you go, and you, you disappear. No,
2: I'd say money. I was, uh, when my father died, I was very, he was, I was poor. He was a traveling salesman. but not that. But when he died, my only source of income is gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I had two brothers, and both in the army, and my, my, wife, my uh, mother wasn't what works, but what have you. And now, all of a sudden, I can't buy what other kids can buy. I can't do what other kids can do. Mm -hmm. at this and I said yeah that so what figure out how you you, you, you're not going to do it in the future Mm -hmm. so from that point on I said I'm going to make my life a little better I'm going to figure out how I can make more money so if you have to hold down three jobs hold down three jobs you got to enlist in the army enlist in the army at this you got it whatever you have to do to make sure that you provide for yourself for your wife for your family for your whatever it is so that would be the would be the question. Yeah. It would be nice to know that you don't have to worry about it. Great.
1: Yeah. Life. <laughs> And my last question. <laughs> me, it didn't
2: happen. It didn't happen that way. I was not that I was worried, but I said this is it's there. You can't do anything about it. Make the mm-hmm. best of it. Awesome. Right? And I know what at this point, what what it is point, how about the, the one the one time I was delivering telegrams at night in a in a terrible Italian neighborhood for tips. Because I me, we needed the money. Hey, yeah, didn't look back. It didn't bother me. Hey, you needed it. All right, so that was part of it. It was part. You say you do what you need in order to achieve what you'd like to achieve. That's a big, big job. Mm-hmm. Because you have to know what is it you want to achieve. In my instance, it was I wanted to achieve a certain amount of financial security. That was it, and not and. And at, not at the expense of my family and friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and my, our last question would be, um, if, you had a, a, if you have one advice for anybody in the world, what
2: would that one thing be for them to take action on? Uh, that's a good what, one thing you would take action. Be yourself. Be comfortable in what you are. If you're not comfortable in what you are, don't be it. Don't mm-hmm. be like anybody else. If something makes you happy, that's what you ought to do. If it makes you unhappy, that's fine. That's okay, too. So understand what's going on and do what you can to correct it, yeah. to make it better. You find out what I find very upsetting, and it really shouldn't find me upset. It shouldn't be upsetting, but it is. Is I had so many people in my life, not contemporaries. Most people are younger, but uh, these are sage people in their 80s. These were very successful businessmen. And now they're in Florida or what have you. And they're, and they're figuring out where I'm going to buy the cheapest meal, how many doctors I'm going to see. And I said, wait a minute, to me, you were very successful businessmen. Why don't you mentor some kids? Yeah. Get some kids from a from a poor neighborhood and give them the benefit of why how you became successful. It doesn't cost you anything mm-hmm. at this point. You're giving them the benefit of something you have earned that they haven't got. It doesn't mm-hmm. cost you anything but you got to have the will to do it instead of just sitting there playing cards or whatever else it is, and just waiting until you're dead. And to me at that point, that's, that's, that's a, a tragedy because there's so much that people could give that they don't give. Mm-hmm. They, they, they say, well, let somebody else do it or whatever. Or when it comes to charity, yeah, I'll write out a check. Yeah, what well, about going down and, and, and seeing children in a hospital? How about going, how about volunteering somewhere? Go into a soup kitchen and put the the meals together. Do something. Mm -hmm. And then if you do, you get a healthy respect for how much more you have as a result of what you got than these people. You're helping somebody for whatever that's, that's poorer than you are in relationships, maybe in money, maybe in food. And it's a wonderful feeling. To say, hey, yeah, I did this. Not necessarily money, but I gave some of myself. So um, that, that to me is uh, is very important, at least has, has been for me. And I uh, i don't object because everybody can live their own lifestyle. But I'm saying, what a waste. Right. What a waste of time, effort, and talent that you didn't put to use. So me, yeah, I'm a teacher from way back. I felt that was important. Why not you? Why not everybody? Why can't you be a teacher to so somebody that could use the benefit of your experience, whatever it is? Why not do? Why not give it to them? Yeah, it, it, it's not. Doesn't cost. It doesn't. You don't make money as a result of it, but you do. You do get a feeling of, of having done something worthwhile, and mm-hmm. that's worth everything.
1: Well, great well thank you very much for your time and it's always a joy and pleasure having you with us and meeting you and seeing you again so thank you very much it's a pleasure
2: seeing you too also how are we doing business-wise okay we're doing great yeah that's sure. good that's what counts that <laughs> makes everything else worth. it makes everything else possible yeah exactly that's it and for everybody
1: out there here mr george ross my name is fong chua and jessica Ng. until next time today is the day to unlock your potential we'll see you later Absolutely. Good seeing you. Be well.